it's the easiest one to learn how to do because everybody else is showing you how to do it. And in real life, there's all kinds of influences. There's all kinds of uh, things that can be placed on you instead of God's Word or His Holy Spirit. And pretty much what we have to blot out is any type of mud that just wants to enter in to our ears. Uh, now speaking of uh, uh, straw and mud bricks, turn with me to Exodus chapter 5, verse 6. That same day, Pharaoh gave his order to the slave drivers and foremen in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the men so that they keep working and pay no attention to the lies. Pretty much what I'm relating this to is um, when you're working for someone other than the Lord, you're working to appease them and their flesh, and you're fighting an uphill battle. Um, this is what you are when you're in the world. You're fighting an uphill battle to please everybody except the Lord. You're, you want to please yourself, and you want to please everybody around you. You want to make them happy uh, on top of making yourself happy without re requiring any part of the Lord being in the circumstance. Pretty much relating that to Pharaoh and increasing the labor because they're being lazy. They're, they're, they weren't being lazy, but they're, they're, their foremen were ungodly men and they, wanted, they had their own selfish desires to keep them entangled in the lies. His whole plan, Satan's whole plan, is to kill, steal, and destroy you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, turn with me to Hebrews 3, verse 12. that I turned to the page and then tell you where it was, but then... <laughs> um, pretty much one last thing about mud. Uh, verse 12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Pretty much what I'm relating that to is when you build yourself out of bricks, you're building yourselves out of worldly wisdom that isn't doesn't have a hard foundation. When the storm comes, it's going to be blowing down. When you're leaning on your own right hand for all your strength and none of God's strength, it's going to fall down. Period. And when you when you fight to keep it, sin's hardness, sin's deceitfulness. When you fight to keep hold on to your stubbornness and not even accept any of God's word yeah you're gonna you're gonna stay like that you're gonna stay just a bunch of mud a miry 
but in my repent. Um, okay, the, the second brick, the second analogy, is uh, clay bricks. And uh, for this one, I want you all to just picture this. Just hold on to the end of the analogy because my fiance didn't get it when, when I told her this afternoon. <laughs> um, picture this in your mind. Picture a kid that hasn't seen, picture a kid standing next to a clay pot and hasn't never seen a clay pot break in his life. He's small and he's just feeling of it. It's really hard. It, and pretty much this kid doesn't know that this clay pot is completely shatterable when, when the top falls. It, it, it can even be sort of a facade can be put up like a fake fakeness of not that the clay pot is fake, but it, it is made of something that it is kind of weak, but it does have a firmness to it. Pretty much what I want to relate that to it now is the church world that isn't really the church world, just mm-hmm. calls itself the church world. Mm-hmm. Um, that they put up a straight fake facade that looks hard on the outside, but it's very, very weak on the inside. When persecution comes or anything comes, when the hammer comes down, so to speak, it will be dashed to pieces. And pretty much when, 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 I'm, when, when we're looking at that, when we're looking at a clay human, <laughs> so to speak, a uh, clay person who's built up a facade in front of them, a bunch of clay bricks have been placed in front of them to hide what is really just crookedness um, of their own goals. Um, turn with me to Genesis 11, verse 1. There. This way I don't feel like I'm cheating by turning there before you mm-hmm. um, Now the whole world has one language, a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used, br- they used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and, scatter not, uh, and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men, the men were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse the language so that they do not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth and they stopped building the city. Pretty much... When the Lord, when you when you build something up for yourself and claim it in the Lord's name, it's not going to last. It's not going to. It was never placed on a firm foundation. Um, it was a completely fake idea that you directed. You directed everything in the Lord's name, but for your own own goal. You were headed this way, claiming it was for God. God's direction was over there, but you're going this way with your own goal. And putting up this facade and lying to everyone, including yourself. A lot of times. 
Um, and also, anybody, what did I would say, like anybody who, and what was it, 75% of Americans claim they're Christian? Something like more that? More than that. Yeah, more than that. Um, anybody that says they're Christian, and then you immediately go, well, I love Jesus with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you're in a conversation with them, you see that clay tear because they get nervous. You see that clay fall apart right in front of you. They get nervous and they kind of want to walk away or however they react. Anything other than embrace you, you can tell that they're completely fake. Anybody who has put up a facade of, yes, I'm Christian, they answer it, but they're not. Um, this is just one, one, one scripture on that. Uh, turn to Mark 7, 6. These people honor me with their lips, but in their hearts they are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Um, pretty much they say they're Christian, they're not. They say they love Jesus, they don't. And I'm sure each of us at one point in our lives, because I know it's happened to me, each of us at one point in our lives have, has put up a facade of some type or another being fake. Um, the third type of brick is made of concrete. And this is a really interesting analogy. Um, just a basic, just everybody knows we drive on it every day. Uh, basically, it's very hard, it's immovable unless you heat it up to rock-melting temperatures. Um, it's malleable, can't be reshaped. Um, and it has rocks in the mix. There's rocks in there um, when you mix up concrete. Um, pretty much for this analogy, I know that it's, uh, a lot of times rocks is considered good in the Bible and rock firm foundation and everything. But for this analogy, rocks equals high places in your life. High places is in anything that God want you to get rid of, but you have not. And you know too. <coughs> or you don't know too. Either way, you, it's stuff that you need to get rid of. You need to remove the rocks from your life. Um, let's see. S turn with me to 2 Kings 14. And I'm going to read until verse 13. Yeah. So you may lose you, but I hope not. I'm going to lose us, but. <laughs> this is for concrete. In um, high places. In the second year of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, Amaziah, son of Johash, king of Judah, began to reign. Amaziah began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoaddan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not as his father David had done. The high places. In everything he followed the example of his father, Johash, the high places, however, were not removed. The people in his kingdom continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. He followed the Lord all the way, except in one little area of his kingdom. 
He did not remove the things that were fighting for his heart to be fully with God. He only get he, he gave every single part of his kingdom and every single part of his life except the high places. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, except he did not remove the high places. Pretty much converting that to concrete, we when we don't remove every part that, that is fighting with our attention with God, we don't take it out of our life so we can focus intently on it. We we're just we're almost there, but we're not. We're um, we might even consider be considered not even there. Um, and a lot of times it, it's it's you are there. I want you to turn to uh, Mark four. I think we're gonna start with verse seven. Yeah, verse seven. This is the parable of the sower, right here. Um, and we're going to start with others. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Pretty much, this is a man who grew up in the Word. This is a man who got firmly found uh, foundation in the Word and followed Jesus, followed the Holy Spirit. Either he followed him for a year or less, or he followed him for 50 years, or almost until he died. But at some point, he stopped following the Lord because he never removed the high place out of his life. It was always competing. So maybe you'll say he never even got fully in communion with the Lord. He only got 99%. 90% with the Lord. Pretty much I want to go back to Mark 4.3 right there. Um, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he scattered the seed, some fell along the paths, and the bird came and ate it up. Pretty much the bird came and never and never entered the soil. What I'm going to relate that to back over to bricks is the mud never even had um, any type of foundation. It was completely slimy, sloppy, Nothing is going to come out of your worldly wisdom. You're going to just die. Um, verse 5. Some fell along the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. This is the guy that puts up the facade and does everything for Jesus' name. He says, and when the sun comes up, when the hammer comes down, when persecution comes, when anything comes, I mean, you can imagine a person who says they love Jesus and they do not. When persecution comes, imagine we were in a third world country and persecution came, they would fall to pieces so quickly and they would say religion is a private matter. Things about gold, the earthly gold that we all know about. 
um, it's the most malleable and ductible uh, metal on earth. Malleability, wrote the definition down, uh, is how well, how well something holds shape, holds its shape very well. It's extremely hard once it moves into that shape. And ductility is how far it can be stretched out without breaking, how far it can be hammered without breaking. Pretty amazing fact about gold, one ounce of gold can be hammered out into 100 square feet. It, one little ounce, you can imagine, however big that is, can be hammered out to 100 square feet. And it can also be drawn out in a spool over five miles um, without breaking. Uh, the second thing about gold, it has such a high purity and it, ever, it reflects, if it's put up against radiation, it reflects 99% of radiation any, and any type of infrared ray. Um, and infrared ray means like, that's, I have no idea. But it's more than just regular heat, I know that. <laughs> yeah. It is very rare, the third, the third fact out of five, is very rare. And pretty much what they say, uh, what this mining facility says on this website is, um, the total amount of gold ever mined can measure a 62 by 62 by 62 foot cube, a cubic foot, um, 62 feet. That's, that's ever mine in all of history that we have up, up, off the earth. Um, its total weight is about 4.2 billion ounces, which is a lot less when you look at it down in pounds. Um, that's why it's, it's still a, the, one of the most precious metals, and it always has value, if not a lot of value. It is the most resistant gold. Uh, gold is the most resistant to any type of corrosion out of all the metals. That's that's another reason why a lot of people like to decorate um, their teeth with it and <laughs> gold is one of the most conductive of all metals. Um, it's the it's one of the most conductive of all metals because it offers the least amount. For electricity, it offers the least amount of uh, resistance to the current flow uh, that goes through it. Pretty much now, starting at the top for malleability, I'm going to talk about how gold relates to God and God's divine nature working within us. God's divine nature working within me is very malleable and ductile. Just a little bit of faith can move mountains. I mean, the, the physical gold is pretty amazing, but the gold that can be placed inside of us is even more amazing. Um, gold, like, it's, like I said, it reflects 99% of radiation. The gold that is placed inside of us, God's divine nature that works inside of us, it will protect us at any time when we are at risk. And even if we die, we have an insurance plan. 
we, me and my fiance have been going over insurance for two days straight now. So we have an insurance plan. But <laughs> 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 uh, we're going to, if we are made of gold, or we are striving after God's final prize, we, we are going to end up in heaven. Um, the third one, God's divine nature parking inside of me, is one of the most rare things you'll ever see. It is absolutely the most rare thing for you to see a genuine Christian walking around next to you. And you can always spot them because they're very rare. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in the pictures, like like, like we've talked about. Um, fourth one, the corrosion part. If we are allowing God to work through us to the tenth degree, <coughs> We will not corrode. We will not fall apart. We cannot fall apart during disaster. If we're made of gold, the most non-corrosive, non—it cannot fall apart. Has the most malleability. It will hold its shape, no matter what. Um, there's nothing that can penetrate that as long as we're leaning on our heavenly Father for everything that we do. Um, number five is the most important reason. To offer up the least amount of resistance to Him. To offer up the least amount of resistance to the Holy Spirit is the most important, I would say, because the the Lord's will isn't going to get done if you're resisting Him. It's not going to get done any faster if you hesitate. Um, but pretty much that's just some of the ways that you can look like the Father. The rest of them are written in the Holy Word. Um, what what I would suggest is for everyone, including myself, to seek the Lord and rebuild something that needs to be rebuilt. That's the goal. And in my life, I still have quite a bit to go. Um, You're doing good, right? But um, one last thing I would suggest: go and. Build others up like you've been built out of gold, out of what you've been given, this precious metal that you're being given every single Sunday and Wednesday, and some, for some people Monday. Uh, <laughs> we go and build others up and give them the truth. And so pretty much, yeah, that's it. Come on, Bible scholars. What are the roads made out of in the book of Revelation and the kingdom that is descending? Oh. That's because there's a way that we're supposed to walk in. Wow. Those who make it into that kingdom have been stretchable. An ounce of the real thing will spread out a long, long, long way. I don't know whether you've ever been barely saved, like me. <laughs> but several times in my life I was barely saved. I just didn't know which way was up. My sword was bent and dragging behind me in the dirt. It was peeking out through the ear hole of the helmet of salvation. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to hang on. Some of you met me during those time periods. But a little bit of something that is genuine will go a long way. You know what else is golden? Love covers the multitude. You want to walk on the streets of gold? Maybe we need to start paving over everything with love now. I love what the brother said about the purity. Remember the little thing you said when you were a kid? I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say to me, you're about to talk me and sticks to you. Maybe that wasn't as immature as we thought. I have a neighbor that left an ugly note on John's car. And because I love John, it made me mad. Poor fellow has only the use of one eye right now, and I wanted to go poke him and good eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the pastor. You're a good shepherd. I think if we're going to walk on streets of gold, mm-hmm. we have to learn to start reflecting the radiation now. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. I'll hang on to it. Love what our brother said about rare. 62 cubic feet ever mined in all of human history. 19 meters cubed. I want to tell you, those 19 meters cubed, can 75% of that can be found in Scotlandville, Louisiana. <laughs> but think about this. Gold is traded on the stock exchange. She's from Scotlandville. <laughs> gold is traded on a stock exchange. Nearly every wedding band you've ever seen is gold. Yeah. <coughs> Earrings that you girls are wearing is gold. Every cell phone. Every cell phone's got some gold in it. Every computer's got some gold in it. So is it rare? It's everywhere. <coughs> but is it rare? Well, yeah, among Earth's metals, it's one of the rarest. And yet, like salt, it's been seasoned everywhere and it goes a long way. It goes a long way. This is what we're supposed to be. Look around like Elijah and go, I'm the only one. And you know what? The right amount of salt is the right amount of salt. Period. The right can't. There's as many of us as they're supposed to be. But Lord, they're all ungodly at my job. They're all nasty. They're all no, no, no. There's as many of you as they're supposed to be. Besides, He gave you the power to make more. Amen. <laughs> Resistance. How resistant to you are are you to corrosion? Yeah. We used to play this game. I'm sorry that I did it. I shouldn't have. We pick a guy out at work. Start telling me he didn't look well at about 7 in the morning. Everybody that walked up to him said, Oh man, you just don't see yourself. You out drinking last night or something? No, 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 I, I don't know. I feel fine. I don't know what else is. And the next guy walked up to him. Look at a little pale, dude. You're not feeling well? We want to see if we can get him to go home before lunch. <laughs> I won't tell you. I don't. I can't tell you the number of times we were successful. <laughs> That was just with light suggestion. So what is it that the devil's trying to corrode you with? I said something to a brother in the hallway that I hope didn't hurt his feelings. He loves me well enough to, to know how much I love him. 
How's your day? It's not all that good, but it's getting better. Well, tell me about it. No, I'm not going to do that. I didn't want to spread my ugliness that day into another moment of what I was hoping would become a new day as soon as we started to worship. That's right. That's right. Since we need to not spread corrosion, and we need to not be corrosion. But I'm not going to jump on the electronic electronic bashing here of Facebook and all those things. The truth is, it goes on in every medium. But maybe we could share some good stories. Amen. Is that fair enough? Maybe we could share some good ones? Amen. I always find it humorous that Christians pass the news. They call it the bad news. But then you hang out with them for a little while and they're the bad news prophets. <laughs> got nothing good to say. And the older you get, the worse it gets. I'm sorry. It's true. Like the longer you live, the more you figure out you can complain. <laughs> Maybe the neatest one that he shared, and I promise we're going to end with this, was conducted. That's the least resistance to the flow of current. Isn't that really what we're looking for? You know why that's true, though? It's because it's pure. It's pure. When you get the aggregate out of your life, just honest about where you are and who you are. And you look in the mirror and say, this was an ugly day. But you can do it with a smile, knowing that it's not the end of you and it doesn't define you. God will flow through that, I promise. I came into worship expecting a battle tonight. Because the whole day had been a battle. And on days where it's not been a battle, sometimes it's a battle to get into the presence of God. Like that movie, you had me from the word go. Mm-hmm. He had me from the moment I opened to Ecclesiastes. I felt his presence in here. I could have prophesied to everybody in the room. I just didn't want to. I wanted to sit in it like a little kid. Just feel his presence. There's something to be said for just getting rid of all contaminants. And let's just be pure in his presence. Amen. And you're sitting around these people. This is something I've been marveling at. I can't share it Sunday because it's a Christmas play might be sitting next to somebody who is ritually abused. might be sitting next to somebody who has experienced gut-wrenching death. might be sitting next to somebody who killed. There's no telling. And yet, there is a fellowship of the Spirit in here. Thanks. If we don't help each other elevate, what are we here for? Yeah. Hear another good message? Mm-hmm. One thing that I love about these Wednesday nights is because regardless of what Nolan did up here, which I thought was excellent, to relate the four soils to four building materials and cap it off with gold, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plug for Home Depot. And a plug for Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go I thought he did pretty good, but you know what I like best about the Wednesday nights? Is there anybody in here who remembers what Nolan was like two years ago? If he didn't say anything, if he just stood up here and smiled sincerely, wouldn't that say something? Somewhere there's a teacher out there that is going to hear this recording and go, I can't believe it. He can read? No. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm excited.
when we get together Sunday, it's going to be mostly about the kids, and I'm going to share some things about uh, the history of Christmas and those things. I know that there are hang-ups out there on this issue. I've got them personally. In my household, there'd be a civil war if I left. Okay. Uh, I'm not real fond of the way that all this happens. And yet I think you can take something that is corrupted and you can choose to make it beautiful. So cut me a little slack. I hope that there are some guests here. And this will not be the day that I go and uh, beat Santa Claus to death. It's just not going to happen. Uh, we're going to find something good, something godly in this pagan holiday. And um, we're winding out our Sundays for the year. Uh, don't miss them. There's going to be some really neat things coming up. I found my notebook again. Thank you for that. Hey. Where was it? <laughs> I had a notebook in my own eye and was unable to find a notebook. Uh, I had made a copy of uh, notes of someone's message on Wednesday. And I wanted to scan them into my computer to keep them. These are precious to me, what you guys are doing. And it's the only time I've ever used the scanner. And I left my notebook on it and closed the lid, searched everywhere, accused everyone in my family, enlisted the entire church's help, thinking one of you picked it up and left with it. And it was in my office. <laughs> David, keep your tablet PC. You ready to pray? Stay yeah. on your feet. Isn't it good to hear a word on Wednesday that didn't beat you up? Yeah. <laughs> Yvette went home to Lafayette and said she never heard anything like that in all of her life. And I'm thinking, you just got a short memory. I did it every time we got together when I lived in Lafayette. Uh, I appreciate y'all for putting up with me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I hope that you're learning through the word, but I also hope you're learning from things I do well and things I don't do well. It's all out there for your benefit. We don't hide any of it. Amen. Amen. Holy God, Lord, we thank You. We thank You for taking men like Nolan and making them Your craftsmanship. We thank You, Lord, that You have built him in order to build. We thank You, Lord God, that it, what He gave tonight by way of Your Spirit was edifying to us. Lord, I ask that you would spread us out more than 100 square feet in every direction. That your divinity would be something that everybody could walk in. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.